Hey rock stars, I'm Lydia Billings. And I'm Colleen Starcoke. And you're listening to Rules Aren't Real, a Rowan Coaching production. Have you ever followed a rule that didn't end up serving you? Here's an example. I can't be an artist and make money. Or how about this one? You can't start a new career after 30. Colleen and I want to explore why people often follow these rules, even though they aren't always awesome. Every other week, we'll dissect and debunk a societal, cultural, or individual rule invented by humans. We'll also look at some of the neuroscience behind why we're wired to follow the beaten path. On the alternating weeks, we'll interview a super rad real-life guest who has achieved badass results by completely breaking the previous week's rule. Get ready to climb out of that box, folks. Welcome to Rules Aren't Real. Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rules Aren't Real. Uh, we are in episode 10. It is our 10th God! episode, Lydia. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're all grown up. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, we've been a little bit frustrated by some of these uh, snafus that we've been experiencing, uh, which will have been long resolved by the time you even hear this episode. But we're so excited to bring you today's rule which is you can't actually run away to the circus. That's what we're going to be debunking today. Are you as excited as I am, Lydia? I'm fairly <laughs> excited, yes. <laughs> I guess I get a little worked up about these things. So we're going to be uh, exploring this rule, debunking this rule from a couple different perspectives. What's our, what's our first one? So we're going to talk uh, for a bit, spending some time talking about what it actually means or looks like to quit a job that you really hate that like that is not always necessarily related to joining the circus, but it could be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking about how there are people who often stay in jobs that they hate and what it would actually look like to quit and choose something else. Right. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of times that something else is some sort of crazy passion or dream or idea that you have. Um, it might be something that you want to start it might be another job, just a, you know, something that you feel like is out of your league or it's going to be impossible or whatever that looks like. And so a lot of people equate this, you know, they say, oh, you may as well run away and join the circus, right? And so that's what we're going to talk about here today, why you can and probably should quit the job you hate, or at least the job that isn't fulfilling you, isn't using your skills, isn't keeping you alive and challenged and all of that, and pursue that crazy dream or passion. Um, And we're also going to briefly touch on the fact that you can actually run away to the circus. And this is why I'm so excited. (laughs) We're actually going to have a guest next week who's going to tell us all about his experience doing exactly that. He actually ran away and joined the circus and was in the circus for, gosh, I don't know, a decade or something like that, traveling around the world while being an entrepreneur at the same time, because why not break all of the rules? That's what we're here to do. And so we're really excited to, uh, to share that episode with you coming soon, very, very soon. Uh, in the meantime, why don't we start by taking a look at some of the signs that you may actually want to consider leaving your job. This is a little bit of a, a crazy moment, right? We've, I think a lot of us have been dun, there. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the time has come. Yeah. Um, a couple of things, you know, and, and, I will share from my personal experience. I am very lucky to have never had a job that I truly hated for a long time. 
I have been an artist my whole life and that's what I do for work. So I can't actually relate fully to what this might be like, but I can talk about it and maybe Colleen, you can share. I don't know if you ever had a really shitty job that was just like the worst, but a couple things that you might notice if you listening are in a job that you really hate or signs it might be time to think about something else. One is like, you're just bored. You're just bored at work all the time. You're not being challenged. You know, your skills aren't actually being used on the job. You're, you don't feel like you're contributing anything meaningful to the projects you're working on. You're just freaking bored. Yep. Yep. And your skills not being tapped is equally important. You know, like if you have a particular set of skills that you really want to use, that you know that you could use to contribute to your company, but your company isn't taking advantage of that. You know, I know a lot of, um, a lot of firms are like this. I was just talking to one of my clients last week uh, about the nature of big architecture. And she was saying, you know, a lot of times jobs go to the people who are available, not the people who are the best for it. And that that can be really, really frustrating, right? Because it doesn't actually leverage the skills that you have. This can also be true if you have been in a job for a while and you've really grown uh, sort of out of the duties of that job that you got hired for, right? And so you're just being bored, your skills aren't being tapped. And what's really important to pay attention to here is, have you talked to your boss about this? And if you have, has he listened or she listened? Because if you've communicated this and no one's paying attention, that's definitely a sign that it might be time to get out of there. That feeds in perfectly to, to my next thought, which is that if you have personal goals that don't actually line up with your employer's goals or the company's mission, that's another sign that it might be time to get the hell out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, or like, or maybe if it feels like what you're doing every day has nothing to do with what you care about or what you're passionate about or committed to, then yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and stop that. Shut it down. Shut it down. No, I mean, we really mean this, though. Um, you know, Lydia, you were talking earlier about uh, how you feel lucky that you've never really had a job that you hated. And I can identify with that in a lot of ways. I'm very much somebody who's bad at having a job they hate. <laughs> so I am, um, you know, some people can like, like what is this nonsense? Fuck yeah, this. exactly. Exactly. Some people can like hunker down and, and whatever. And I'm not that person. But I have had one job that just from a combination of factors, the corporate culture, the fact that it was in New Jersey, and I had to commute uh, about three, three and a half hours a day, which sort of ate the rest of my life. There were there were a bunch of different, it was all neon lighting. There were no windows. That was weird. Like, oh, no, girl. Lighting. Yeah. Nope. Yep. <laughs> so it was sort of, a, and I only lasted about nine months. It was about the shortest time I've ever had a job in my life. But, but yeah, one of the major things that was happening was that I really had some serious personal goals about how I wanted to develop and, and the skills that I really wanted to work on. This was a fashion company and I was in, I was working on branding and we really wanted to work on shifting the brand. And the company was honestly just more interested in um, deals, 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 $9.99. You know? and, and, and it was like, there was a total artistic mismatch. And so at that point you have to look at that and say, am I willing to do something that doesn't matter to me day after day? Right. Yeah, very mm -hmm. good. 
I don't know if this was something you experienced, but at that job or not, but it's also important to take a look at, do you have a boss from hell? Like, do you just, (laughs) you know, Uh because here's the deal, right? A lot of people quit jobs because they don't like the job, but more people quit their jobs because they don't like their boss. Mm -hmm. They don't actually jive well or match well with the boss. And look, the boss is the boss. They may or may not change, right? But you have an opportunity to choose whether you like to work for that person or not. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a good match, then maybe it's time to move on. Well, and you know, I want to I want to point out here that this isn't just an issue of um, sort of personal feelings about uh, the person that you're working with, right? Because you can you can get along and have a good working relationship with somebody who, in regular life, would not be your best friend. But what we're also talking about here is. Uh, do you have a boss who doesn't support you? Do you have a boss who actively undermines you? I have another client whose boss uh, just rearranged all of their desks so that the boss could see their screens so that he could oh, no. during the day how much they were working and just oh, created no. a total climate of fear around this, right? So yeah. it's what kind of boss are you working with? Because, it, you know, amazing things can happen. And I'm sure you guys out there have experienced the difference. When you have a boss who doesn't support you and gets in your way and undermines you versus a boss who is at your back, who wants to support your growth, who wants you to become the best person that you can be, even if that means that you grow beyond their company. That is a night and day situation. Yeah, what you just talked about it points to another piece, which is like, do you trust the people you work with? Do you trust your boss? Do you trust the company? Do you, you know, are you aligned with the values and ethics of the company and how it's run? Because if not, Ugh, not a good sign, <laughs> right? Like, how how am I going to invest my time and energy with people that I don't trust? And if I don't trust you, I probably don't even want to spend that much time with you, you know? What are some other reasons um, or some other signs that it might be time to consider something new? You know, here's another one that can be a little bit tricky, which is if you find that you're not growing, and this can be sort of similar to your board all the time, but it's, it's not quite the same because one thing that I often encounter, and I, you know, I bet Lydia as a, as a fellow coach that you run into the same thing pretty frequently, uh, I run into folks who are basically satisfied with their job and yet somehow unhappy. And they can't quite put their finger on it, right? Because, you know, their job's pretty cool. They pretty much like who they're working with. And their job um, satisfies a lot of their personal values, that kind of thing. But what I really have found over and over again is that these folks have gotten to a point where they could do their job in their sleep. And a human being, a human brain is not satisfied unless it is challenged, unless it's experiencing progress and growth. And so that can really make us feel stuck. So if you're in a job that you basically like, uh, definitely I recommend going to your boss or talking to your colleagues and see if there are some ways that you can amp it up um, and challenge yourself and continue or kickstart that growth. Um, but if those opportunities aren't present and they want you to just keep, you know, keep on keeping on, <laughs> then, yep. then it might be time to ditch the job for something a little bit more or a lot more challenging, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A- along the same lines, you were talking about you can't trust 
how it's a problem when you can't trust the people that you work with. There's another one on our list today that's right in line with that, Lydia. Do you have that? They're all pretty related, The but I can tell you're, you have one particular one in mind. <laughs> There's one that I'll point out that is more about trusting yourself in the environment um, at work. So it's like, if you always feel like you're watching what you're going to say mm-hmm. at work with the people who you work with, the people you work for, and you're not actually free to be authentic at work, then that's a big red flag. Right. You're just like always, is that the one you were thinking? That's absolutely the one I was Oh my God, I love it when I read your mind. So (laughs) if you're just like calculating everything that you can say because you're afraid to step on people's toes or whatever, then that might not be the most amazing environment for you. And it probably, again, is going to limit your growth because if you're already stifling yourself, then how are you going to grow beyond that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is one that I actually really resonate with. Um, this was from a different job and I, I actually loved this job for the most part, but I was a, uh, a brand executive for a while. That was one of my incarnations. I was a partner at a boutique branding agency in downtown Chelsea. And we did a lot of work with luxury fashion and jewelry brands. And I found myself in this situation. It was honestly one of the things that caused me to kind of put my work life on hold. I, I decided to take a sabbatical and do a little personal exploration. And it was this was one of the kind of red flags that came up for me because while I am a very, uh, well, classy and sophisticated kind of a person, naturally, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a West Coast goofball. Like, you know, I'm all about flip flops and, and uh, no makeup when I can get away with it, you know, this kind of thing. And so for me to show up in luxury fashion, um, I wasn't really able to be authentic. I was totally able to put on the good show, you know, and I, and I love the artistic work. But I definitely didn't feel like myself. And that's something that if you do that all day, every day really starts to become a problem. Totally. Yeah. What are other potential signs that it's time to get up and move on? All right. I'm going to rip through a few of these so that we can keep going in to uh, what's coming up next. Let's see. Some other big red flags. Your company isn't invested in you or isn't paying attention to your engagement in the company, right? So that's a big one. If they're kind of like, you know, you do you and we'll do us, then, you know, go ahead and do you and check out. Go do something else. If you're worried about money all the time, right? So it's one thing to worry about money occasionally. We've all been there, but If you're working for a company, um, this is a great way to put this, I think. This is pulling from this article from Business Insider, which is 16 signs it's time to quit your job. Uh, As always, we'll have a link and some notes about that in the blog post about this episode. But I really like how they put it. It says, if the company doesn't agree that you need to be paid consistent with your workload, then it might be time to find a company that doesn't make you feel like they're doing you a favor by paying you. And that's so important, isn't it, right? Like, you're doing the work. No Mm -hmm. one's doing you a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What else have we got? If it looks like layoffs are coming, there's no reason to go down with the ship. Get out. If you can't picture yourself at your job in a year, I think this one's really important, Lydia. Can you you expand on this one a little bit? Sure. Um, I mean, really, it's all about 
we're always developing. We're always discovering who we are and sort of digging deeper into where we want to be. And if you're looking at your future, let's say you look at your five years or your one year out from now, if you really look, okay, can I be here in one year? And the answer is no, then it is already time for you to start looking for something else. Because sometimes, like depending on where you live, a typical amount of time to actually quit a job, get a new job, start working is about a year. Mm-hmm. So I know in New York, we sometimes move a little quicker than that, but it depends where you live again. Mm-hmm. But it is really, really, you know, it'll really set you up if you do the work ahead of time and you know where you're going and you're not just quitting and being like, ah, like, now what? You know, it's good mm-hmm. to <laughs> sort of do that yeah. a little bit in advance. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, also it's one thing to to quit a job and go get another job. What if you're going to quit your job to start something yourself, right? Oh so my God. Yeah, that, totally. That takes a little time too, to get to a point where you're sort of financially uh, <laughs> solvent, if not stable, you yeah. know? So if there's something that you can do to be thinking about this in advance, maybe taking advantage of your current company's opportunity to get some continuing education or, you know, pay attention to your healthcare. Are you going to have healthcare in a year? If not, Girl, go to the dentist, go get your eyes checked. Go get your checkup done. Go get a physical, get that screening, you know, like go do all the things. It's time. What else? You're burnt out. This is a big red flag. And, you know, again, we are seeing some crossover between these things, but the burnout is a little bit bigger than sort of being just bored or, you know, whatever else we've talked about. Burnout is... Uh, it's almost a mental illness at that point. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever experienced burnout, Lydia? Like major burnout? It's just like everything, nothing works. Everything sucks. There's like, there's absolutely no motivation or energy to do anything. There's actually like what I call reverse motivation. Like all I want to do is nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of anxiety that can come with that when someone is really burnt out at work because they, you know, for me at least it's like, I know I'm, I know what I should be doing, but I really don't want to. And then that becomes anxiety producing. Mm-hmm. And it just like totally drains, you know, it drains you physically. It'll drain you emotionally. You'll, you won't perform well at work. Mm-hmm. You'll just, you know, sort of, it's like a downward spiral. Absolutely. And, and something else that's really important here is, you know, we've talked about this before when it comes to work-life balance. Um, if you're burnt out, that's not just going to show up at work. That's a state of such consistent stress and exhaustion that doing the things that will help you become unburnt out sound too hard. It becomes a really vicious cycle. So if you're in that space, it's definitely time. Even if you stay in the same yeah, (laughs) either get out or take a sabbatical, but like it's time for major change if you're really feeling that burnt out. Um, that's something that's very unsustainable and really unhealthy, truly. For sure. Mm-hmm. Also, here's one of my favorites. If you can't laugh out loud at your job, you ain't at the right job. For real. <laughs> For real. I laugh all the damn time. <laughs> uh, and so do you. Uh-huh. So that's a good one. And, you know, if you hate Mondays, if you're one of those people where on Saturday afternoon at like four o'clock, it starts to sink in and you're like, fuck. I have to do this again, yeah. you know, then like, no girl, don't go. To, no, that's not the job for you. 
Right, exactly. And yet, you know, like, again, a little more than the average bear, right? Like, everybody's a little bit like, bah, Monday. But, well, <laughs> you know, when I wake up at 8 a.m., I don't want to wake up. But, like, I love my job, so I get up, right? Yeah, exactly. it's not It's not like seeping into my personal life where I'm already dreading work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What's next? What do we want to look at next in this this really fun episode about you can't just actually run away to the circus, right? Yes. So we want to talk a little bit about some of the excuses that people use or tell themselves to stay in an unsatisfying job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to reference another article here. Colleen, where is this article from? This article is from a, a website called Positive Sharing. And I just thought this Word. was... A- Huh? <laughs> I said word. That sounds word. like my kind of website. Totally. <laughs> and um, it's written by this guy, Alexander. Um, I'm trying to see if he has a last name. I feel sure that he does. Thank you, sir, Alexander. <laughs> we appreciate your time. But he uh, he lives in Denmark, which is a... Um, which is the place where all the happy people live. So you guys... Exactly. Exactly. They have like such a high uh, rating on the international happiness index every year every time they do this and he's the founder of a company called woohoo inc which just makes me feel oh my god i want to marry this man <laughs> like magic and sparkly when i read it he's really into being happy at your job um and he's even written a bunch of books about it including uh, a bestseller called happy hour is nine to five right doesn't that sound amazing right you don't uh-huh. have to wait until you get out of your job to be happy yeah Yes. So he wrote this article. Um, I did find his last name, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something like Kajurulf. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Alexander. We love you. <laughs> so in any case, um, he wrote a great article. Um, it's just really blunt and to the point. We're not going to read you all 10. You can check them out online, but some of these are really crucial, so we wanted to make sure and cover them. Yeah, so a couple hot excuses commonly used excuses for staying in a in a job you hate one is people often say well things might get better mm-hmm. right things things might turn around my boss might get her shit together whatever valid but also things might get really really worse mm-hmm. or they may just stay the same right mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily a complete picture mm-hmm Some people also worry about, you know, I'll never get another job. That's an excuse people will use like, well, I can't quit now because what if I never get another job? And the sort of straightforward and blunt response to that is, well, look, if you stay at the job you currently hate, of course you're never going to get another job, right? You're just going to get more burnt down and more, you know, sort of ground up by whatever the work is that you hate. And then you'll be even less motivated in the future to go out and try to get another job. So, yeah, I, I just want to jump in real quick here, Lydia. Not even just less motivated, right? If you stay at a job that's sapping your motivation and self-confidence for any longer, when you do go out, because um, you're not going to last there forever. Like, let's be real here for a second. Like, it, the human brain, the human heart, the human soul is not made to do something that it hates for just eons and eons and eons. I mean, I guess there's some real martyrs out there. But for most of us, you will end up in a position where you need another job. And if you have waited until that point where you have very little self-confidence, tons of stress, tons of exhaustion, very little energy, very little motivation, who wants to hire that guy, right? Like this will actually impact your chance of getting another job. We're just keeping it real with you here, guys. Yeah, for sure. What's what are another couple excuses people often use? 
I've invested so much in this job already. I love what Alexander has to say here. He says, I'm reminded of how Nigerian email scammers suck in people. So at first it's a small investment, but then the amounts just grow and grow. And at each step, the victim, who at some point probably realizes that they're a victim, but they're reluctant to stop because that would mean losing all the money that they've spent so far, right? It's the same thing with a job. Quit anyway. Staying on is just throwing good time after bad. Like nothing improves by sticking around and continuing yeah. to put your life savings or your, your emotional and mental life savings into uh, work where you're not getting anything back. But let's do one more and then we'll let you guys read the rest on our blog. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites. Everywhere else is just as bad. This is just garbage. You guys, this is just <laughs> silliness. This is just crazy talk. Like, uh -huh. of course it's not as bad. Of course it's not. That's just the perspective that you happen to be in at the moment, which sucks. Like, my apologies if that's where you're at. But it's not necessarily so. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't actually know what, what else is out there until you start exploring. So keep an open mind and actually go take a look, right? There are tons of amazing workplaces in every industry. So it's not just like, well, I'm in this particular field and all the jobs suck in this field. No, that can't possibly be true. Otherwise the field would have died like eons ago and we wouldn't do it anymore. And mm -hmm. that would be that. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah. Keep an open and mind. I guess I think the, the general, the general thing that, that we're talking about when it comes to excuses, this is another thing I talk to my clients about all the time is generally it's not about focusing on the positive, right? Uh, which might feel kind of false to you if you're in this uh, kind of negative space of really being down about your job and, and oftentimes as a result about your life, right? Like these things kind of poison each other. But it's about switching from, from negative to possible, right? So instead of thinking... It'll, everything's going to be worse if I get out there or, or I'll lose my health insurance, right? Like uh, different things like this. Really try and just allow for the possibility of something bigger, something better. Um, you know, what if you quit and you didn't need your health insurance for a little while because you didn't feel sick for the first time in three years? You didn't feel exhausted. You didn't feel mentally worn down. And that gave you enough time to get another job that you love. Um, you know, what if the thing that was out there was amazing? What if you found a boss who was totally on your side? Just what if the amazing scenarios were equally possible? Right, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. We also want to start to look at what happens once you've actually decided to break this rule and either literally or metaphorically run away to the circus. So. If you've decided, okay, this is the time for me, I need to get out of this job and create something new, um, we want to talk about how to actually do that, how to actually leave a job that is no longer working for you and do it in a way that's fully badass and powerful. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start by talking about what you can do while you're still in the shitty job to get around this um, or prepare for this, I guess, would be the best way to put that. One, one thing to know is that it is a little easier if you're looking to go from one job to another job instead of quitting your job to start something, it's a little easier to get hired by a new company while you're still employed. New employers like that. It shows that another company values you. 
Um, it also lets the new employer feel like they're winning a competition, which is a little bit silly, but you know, it's, it's kind of how the psychology of these things work. So if you can start look, looking for that job while you're in the new job, that's awesome. Um, if you have it in you to not just quit and throw away the book, <laughs> you know, if you, can, <laughs> if you can suck it up for a little bit longer, um, that can help you. That can prove to be to be an asset. Now, again, that's a rule to consider breaking. I don't want to throw that at you like this is the way you have to do it. Yeah. I want you to definitely consider like if you have to get out of there and just do it, get out of there because the energy and excitement you'll have by doing that will give you great motivation to go find that next job. For sure. It's also great to take advantage of all the opportunities you might have at your current job as you're looking. So I don't know, you know, maybe you do have health insurance, like Colleen said, go get all your stuff taken care of, go to the dentist, go to the doctor, get that shit taken care of so that you're all set up when it's actually time to leave. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, including what are all of the, um, what are all of the sort of opportunities and assets that you have at your disposal in the current job? So we're both talking about, um, you know, perhaps there's the ability to do some continuing education or to have your, have your company help you finish your degree. I was just reading an article the other day about a woman who was a secretary and had been for years and years and years. Um, and it's not what she wanted to do with her life. So she, she had them help her finish her degree. And then she left to become a reporter, which was her life dream. Um, awesome. And now she's a very well-known reporter, published author, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. There's also the human assets, right? Like who are the people who you know who might have leads about new jobs or who you might want to learn from or work with, you know, networking is, is um, like 99% of the time is your best option for finding a new job. And you might even work with a vendor or a customer who would be an excellent employer for you or a partner or a client or, you know, keep your eyes open for that. Start thinking about it from that perspective while you're still in that job. Keep on that networking grind, you guys. Uh -huh. <laughs> we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. No, really seriously though. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm hogging. I'm hogging the mic, Lydia. I'm so sorry, but there's hog one it up. Whatever. <laughs> there's one thing I do want to say before I before I hand it back to you. Um, I was in a workshop that I had the privilege to to co-lead a couple months ago, and I may have mentioned this before, but it's so important. I'm going to mention it again. Uh, we had a networking specialist on board. I was there to lead a workshop about interview skills um, for young executives uh, looking to get new jobs, very similar stuff. But we had a networking specialist there and she said this statistic that just blew my mind. Uh, I had never put, heard it put so um, starkly, which is that a full 80% of the available jobs in the world are not published or promoted online or anywhere else because that's the company's kind of last ditch effort to get a new job. They prefer to get someone either by hiring from within, right? That's always the first step. Can we promote from within? The next step is, can we get somebody through a recommendation? Does somebody that we already know and trust have someone in mind for this job. That's the way companies really like to hire. The last ditch effort is, oh, I guess we'll post this shit online and see if someone comes up. So yeah. if you're going for that online job, you and everybody else is going for 20% of the available job. So go network. So let's talk a little bit about like, what does it actually look like to leave a job 
professionally rather than just like fuck y'all and like flipping tables mm-hmm. so um, <laughs> which is fun and you know whatever so you really want to think about right like how you quit your job matters and you want to leave everyone at the company really like just with nothing negative about you you know that like complete re- complete any work that you need to do make sure you've had respectful professional conversations with your bosses you know acknowledge your colleagues that you've spent so many years with I don't know you know however long you've been there like maybe it, maybe there's something to celebrate actually with your colleagues like wow look at like someone's moving on up and they're like doing their dreams that's pretty cool and also make sure in terms of the colleagues piece make sure that your colleagues know that whatever part of their job you were res- you were tied into help them understand what the continuity is going to be, right? Don't leave your colleagues hanging. Yeah, help yeah. the system for that and, and, and help your colleagues be informed and understand what the new system is going to be once you're gone, which will include oftentimes really doing some work to codify all the stuff that you already know to get that down on paper for the next person and to spend some time really helping your company find the next person and train them. Um, that's a really important way to uh, to leave your job professionally. And it kind of just leaves a good taste in everybody's mouth and makes it possible for all of you to work together again. And this really is important, honestly. I mean, again, from my own personal experience, I quit a job. In this case, it was for another job. Um, but with a, a boss in a company that I loved, it was a nonprofit in the city. And I did their design and communications work. And uh, I really helped them make that transition. And as a result, I was able to continue working with them um, as a consultant. They became my client for the next three years and really helped me make the transition into a sustainable freelance career. So it matters. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What happens? Like we've, we've quit. Yep. Now what? Now what? What do you think, Lydia? What's your what's your best advice to somebody who has <laughs> full on bona fide nap and have a drink? Um, <laughs> Seriously, though, yeah, no, like really, like really rest. You know, let yourself be in whatever space you're in. You don't necessarily need to run to your next job the next day if you've already lined up another job. It's it's very rare that we have an opportunity to sort of like be on a real vacation or be on a real break. So I think a lot of people travel in between jobs. People will do um, just sort of like staycation kind of deals where um, just being at home and chilling and not doing anything and go to the beach, go to the gym, take care of yourself, really like celebrate what you did. And you probably will have some like excited energy because quitting a job you hate is pretty invigorating. So let that be there. You know, that's awesome. Let's see. What would you do next, Colleen? Well, I think the thing that I would really want to kind of explore here is what's happening if you quit a job and you don't have something lined up because that can be a very scary, vulnerable time, right? It's one of these major life transitions And it can be um, a very fragile feeling time, but it's also one of the most powerful opportunities you are ever going to have to explore what you really want to do. I mean, think about this, right? Like how frequently in life are you not in a job? This almost never happens. So instead of freaking out about that, 
what can you do to really be present in that space? Because that space is a rare and beautiful thing. Um, you're not going to get to experience it very many times in life because it takes money to be alive and money requires a job. Oh, money. I know it's the shits, but this is a, this is such an amazing opportunity. It's a really, it's like a privilege almost to be in this space. So if you can stop freaking out for a second, you can do some really incredible exploration, which might be through traveling or taking a retreat or meditating or doing a lot of writing. Maybe you want to do a cleanse or take on uh, some kind of physical challenge, or maybe you want to just take an opportunity to kind of seek inspiration and dream. Like what did you, what did you want to do before the world sort of beat you down? Right? Like what did you imagine was possible and what if it actually was possible? Right? Like what would that look like? You can turn that into a plan. I think the important thing to remember here is that we make awful decisions when we're in a fearful place. <laughs> Seriously, we do, right? Oh my God. It's like just, just the worst decisions ever. Yeah. So if you go right into critter brain, if you go right into that fight or flight brain and it's kind of like, oh my God, what can I do right this minute to solve this seeming terrible problem? I need to make money. You're not going to end up in the smartest, best, most awesome job that you could because that's not... Uh, those two things aren't connected. Fearful decisions and great life plans don't generally go together. That should be like the tagline for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that's it. Awesome. Cool. So um, I think that's all we're going to share this week. What are we ramping up for next week, Colleen? Oh my gosh. So we are ramping up to talk to Ellie Vanetsky who decided at age 29 he was going to join the circus. And uh, I think no less than two years later or something, he was performing in Berlin with the Tiger Lilies Circus. So he actually did. He ran away. He was like, fuck this shit. And ran away and joined the circus. And so he did. He quit his job. He quit his life and went and did the crazy thing. And I don't think he's regretted it a minute since then. Um, so we're super excited to do that interview and share it with you next week. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so thanks everyone for listening. Check out all of the articles that we've included on the blog with today's episode and um, send us your feedback. What do you think about this rule? And when, you know, have you ever quit a job that you hated? How did it go? Mm -hmm. um, we'd love to hear from you. So we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rules Aren't Real. We hope it gave you some serious food for thought when it comes to the rules you might be following in your own lives. In fact, we'd love to hear about those personal rules of yours or any other thoughts you have about our show. Join the conversation on Instagram at RAR Podcast today. If you want to learn more about Lydia or me, please visit our website at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to break some more rules with you next week. See you soon. soon.